Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. 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 It's bright. Right. Yeah, here. it's good to see everyone's faces so clearly. You're listening to the dollop. This is a bilingual American history podcast. Each week, I, lover of women, curly haired man, Dodger hater. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Yes. 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 Nice. Uh, Probably the most feeble Gary Chan we've heard in a while, at least. That was really bad. One gentleman who almost committed. Gary. You should all... Be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a guest. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of his stand-up. Uh, I've seen every time I've been in Melbourne, I've gone to his one-man show, and I fucking laughed my ass off. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Damien Powers. <laughs> Damo. Wow. Hobart, Tasmania. I got the. Uh, thank you very much. What a wonderful audience you guys attract. Are they an unbelievable audience? So giving. Yeah. It's different to my audience. I, I do a lot of stand up in Brisbane. Oh. So yeah, I get a lot more. Fucking better be funny, fuckhead. Yeah, and that's the promoters. So. <laughs> Look at this dude. He doesn't care. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. this dude is getting roasted. Nope. Oh. Not two shits given. Good. Just a heads up for any Aboriginal listeners tuning into this dollop. I'll be mentioning the names of some deceased Aboriginal people. And let me just say, uh, not as bad as it was going to be because I started on a story and then I was doing it and I was like, fuck. I can't. You guys are fucked up. Just say that. You guys are fucked. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you. Oh, boy. I mean, this one's not great either, but come on. Oh, boy. 1788. (laughs) The British first fleet landed on the shores of Australia. Oh, boy. At Port Jackson in New South Wales. Okay. Yeah. That's a happy start. Yeah, it's not a happy start. Yeah, people coming over on a boat. Yeah, well, it's not Mm. just people. No, it's British people. We love... flag right away. Early flag. We love boat people here, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to put in a... uh, they're putting in a boat car. I don't know. If yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, very the controversial. Cable cars practice. in the shape of a boat. We love boat people so much. So, yeah. <laughs> not, a con- <laughs> not a controversial issue at all. Uh, the native people in the area are known as the Eora. Uh, they occupied a land about 100, uh, 1,800 square kilometers in size. So pretty fucking big. Sure. Mm. Uh, they've been there for about 50,000 years. Jesus. You know, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. So it's, uh, After God created people. In a That's cauldron right. in the sky <laughs> with a big wooden spoon. Um, they were divided into different uh, tribal groups. There were over 500 in 1788 when the British came. Okay. That, that n- number will probably go down. The, what? Uh, Shocking to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
The tribal territory was divided into clan food gathering districts. Some ate fish, uh, seafood, others kangaroos, wild birds. So they're all kind of divided up. Kind of like the buffet here, like yeah. you were saying earlier. Yeah, a lot yeah. Like, options. Uh, you get the buffet. Yeah. Lasagna. Yeah. There was also a lasagna. There was a lasagna, yeah. I think, as well. We have caught lasagna, so that's good. We yeah. finally found a way to do it. Traditional dish. Yeah, There's a, yeah there was that. There was a, a salad one. Was it soft serve? <laughs> there's Until a, the British came. Yeah. yeah. There's a taco uh, one. Hmm? So the Brit... What? Go ahead. The British government's first instructions given to Governor Philip concerning Aboriginals were, quote, to endeavor by every possible means to open an intercourse with the natives and appease their affections. Easy Mm. with... Encouraging all our subjects to live in friendship and kindness with them. Oh, my God. What is... I mean, I cannot see where this is going to take a dive. (laughs) That's... Right off the bat, they're like, let's make these guys our buddies. The sun never sets on the British bullshit. They're going to be friends. Yeah, for sure. That's how it went. Well, it's nice they had good intentions, at least. Yeah. Sure. No, it's, you know, at least. A business model. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a British Marine officer. Quote, we found the natives tolerably numerous as we... <laughs> that is an, un- an unbelievable way to put it. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're not going to be able to make nice. There's a lot of them, and that's some BS. No. <laughs> Uh, as we advanced up the river and concluded the country more populous than previously thought, they were assembled on the beach of the South Shore, not less than 40 persons, shouting and making many unsophisticated signs and gestures. Yeah, but if you're There's judging... There's a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep gesturing like they masturbate? Hey, hey, what do you think? Uh, and now he's putting it in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> Very obscene. You. Yeah, oh. Oh, I think I know what he's offering, actually. <laughs> Rather. <laughs> uh, on the North Shore, a party of only six natives was observed, so the governor immediately proceeded to land on that side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guys on the South were there... Side were like, that's right, that's yeah, how you yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in order to take possession of his new territory and bring about an exchange between its old and new masters. Mm. What? Yeah, yeah. They're going to take possession of the new territory and bring about an exchange between the old and new masters of the land. Right, okay. I wonder how that... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now that went... I wonder how that little exchange went. Yeah, bring the contract. I wonder... Yeah, especially considering they don't speak the same language. Yeah. Well, I mean, that never is a problem on this podcast, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Knowing the British... An officer on the boat indicated they needed water, and the aboriginals understood and pointed them to a spot where there was water. And let me just say, for the rest of the show, the idea should have been to drown them. Yeah. That would have been a smart call. In in the the water. Yep. Quote, the Indians, though nervous, showed no signs of resentment at the governor's going ashore. An interview commenced in which the conduct of both parties pleased each other so much that the strangers returned to their ships with a much better opinion of the natives than they had landed with. Okay. And the natives seem highly entertained with their new acquaintances from whom they accepted a mirror, some beads, and other toys. A mirror. A mirror. That would blow your mind if you'd yeah, never seen that a would mirror fuck before. Yeah. Really Wouldn't you be like, whoa, yeah. who the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. In the portal <laughs> yeah. that you've just given me. <laughs> Another me? Yeah. My friend. That, yeah. I don't know if you've ever done much. It's weird to think as, as of a mirror as technology. But it would have been. <laughs> Put your mirror down. Well, All the it. kids these days are on their mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
They dropped Instagram upon them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you need a higher ego level? We provide. The white people bought beads, now the kids, and you know, everyone's playing with the beads. It's bad. (laughs) Uh, On shore, the British uh, were shocked by the nudity of the aboriginals as they walked around on the beach. Oh my. Sorry, I just imagined one of them going, oh my. Well, that catches no, There's on nothing there. further. Oh, my, indeed. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, there would have been a bunch of them sitting around going, oh, my, dear. I don't think it's appropriate, is it, these days to be naked? Oh, I don't think. Just enormous cocks. Mm. <laughs> Unusually large cocks yeah. here. We should not Give him a naked. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never look at mine in the mirror again. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the first dick pic. <laughs> We've invented it. I finally <laughs> can see my anus. I think it'd be more like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I've got an unfathomable hole. <laughs> my word. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, both sides were armed, but it did not seem like either wanted to fight. There was an English child there, a boy of around seven. Who was on the ship just, with all the British people. good parenting. Right yeah, there. no. Yeah, that's how you want to do it. I would not bring my kid to a new colony. That's just one of my parenting <laughs> rules. No foreign colonies for my kid. Shutting down. Less screen time, no foreign colonies. Yeah, no mirrors. No hey, mirrors. Timmy, Timmy, do you want to go to a penal colony? Um, no, I'd like to be a child. <laughs> Is that all right? May no. I? Oh, my. Probably better than working in the factory back home. <laughs> I'd rather get black lung if that's all right, sir. I'd rather die from coal poisoning. May I? Ah, those were the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black lung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when children were canaries. Yeah. Go in the coal mine, my boy. <coughs> oh, boy, it doesn't seem right at all. coughing and dying a lot, the, these kids. Yeah, he's coughing a lot. Yeah, don't like that at all. Oh, my. Oh, my. Indeed. So the aboriginals were fascinated by the boy. Quote, I walked towards them at the same time, bearing his... So it's the guy who's got the kid. I walked towards them at the same time bearing his chest and showing the whiteness of his skin. <laughs> well, they're British. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, <laughs> Going to see my boy here. He's got some really... Hasn't been on the sun in years. Um, on, the clo- on, on the clothes being removed, the natives gave a loud shout, and an old man with a long beard, hideously ugly, came close to us. <clears throat> the old guy put a hand on the child's hat. Of course. And then felt his clothes while he muttered to himself and then wandered off. Uh, I don't know. Fucking shit. <laughs> what the fuck happened to the world? Uh, give me my hat back, you yeah. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the aboriginals seemed confused by the English. Quote, these people seemed at a loss to know, probably from our lack of beards, what sex we were. That's why you got to get nude. That's the goal. That's why you, wow. you go Jenny's out. That's how yeah. you play it. Yeah. Well, that's what they did. The English dropped their pants. Oh, Jesus. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Christ. And well, then that's the... a quick way of working it out, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And then the aboriginals burst into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's an eighth of mine. Look at this little man. Uh, please. Uh, that sir. was the first colonial dick joke, yeah. if you think about it. Dick shaming. Mm. Finally. Uh, they signed and gestured to each other for over an hour. The Aboriginals kept repeating the word wura, 
which means be gone. <laughs> it's, funny, know- it's funny to keep mentioning it just in conversation. Like, anyway, yeah, where are you guys from? Be, be gone. Where'd you come from? What are these ships? Be gone, be gone. You know, like they're dropping it in. Why doesn't your kid have a shirt? Be gone. Weird hat? Be gone. Why are you naked? Be gone. Um, they finally walked away and left. So they, they understood finally. <clears throat> yeah. No, the the oh the Aborigines. <laughs> Aborigines. No, yeah, they like, okay. Yeah, the English hung around. We've seen when enough. does it close? Yeah. When's last call? Uh, the English set about to explore the country. They would often so there's now the English are setting up. Uh, they would often come across Aboriginal people, but it was all friendly. The English started to hope they could form a relationship. Quote: Our first object was to win their affections, and our next to convince them of our superiority. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's how you become friends with people. <laughs> Hello! Chick- it's very nice to meet you. I'm better than you. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I feel that's like, like what magicians are always trying to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always like, hey, good to meet you. <laughs> See that shit? Whoa. Yeah, whoa. It's like, all right, dude, relax. You're better than me. <laughs> Stop trying to show off your superiority. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with those sexual assault claims. No, right, magicians are always... I don't know, I'm just suspicious of them. Wow. I've just, yeah. I'm a comedian, I've worked with them for years. I don't want to put that over all magicians, but well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of doves, let's just say that. Anyone who's yeah. got nine doves inside them that you don't see, oh. shady. I'm just, I'm just suspicious, that's all. You're drugging doves with Valium. Yeah. Anyway, other shit I like. <laughs> so you're on record, you're opposed to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Brave. Yeah. Not enough people coming out against that. No, that's the drug right. dove. That anti-dove Valium. Yeah. <laughs> and don't drug the one that flies. He's the only one who doesn't get Valium. <laughs> the rabbit OD'd, by the way. He is. Mm. He's got junk marks up his paw left and right. He is a junker. I'm 100%. Um, <clears throat> so one day an officer decided to show the British's advanced weaponry. Um, so he had the Aboriginal set up a target against a tree, which he shot with a pistol. Uh, they were freaked out by the sound, but they didn't run sure. off. And then they were amazed at the damage that had been done um, from the bullet. Quote, uh, as this produced a little shyness, the officer, to dissipate their fears and remove their jealousy, whistled the tune. Well, that'll <laughs> thaw any moment, really, yeah. if you just whistle a good tune. Mm. <laughs> which appeared... Which... <laughs> Advanced oh, okay. Australian film. Oh, I right. do trust him. Yeah. <laughs> Which they appeared highly charmed with and imitated him with equal pleasure and readiness. Could they, they whistled right away? Yeah, I think they whistled Jesus back. Jesus Christ. Um, wow. As days went by, the Aboriginals seemed to shy away from the British. The British were not sure why. As they said, they tried to treat them with kindness and give them presents. There's no arguing or quarrels. Yeah, but do you think they sense the vibe of superiority, part two of the two-tiered oh, plan? Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what it's like. You get your first mirror, you get bored of it, you want the new one. <laughs> yep. When's the mirror two come out? <laughs> yeah. I am uh, sick of this old mirror. It's too big. It can't fit in my pocket. The beads are shit. Yeah. Uh, this quote has given me the opinion that they either fear or despise us too much to be anxious for a closer connection. Could have possibly been, but the British uh, wrote about how hideous they thought the Aboriginals looked, right? Yeah, no, that's So they're whole, giving uh, off a vibe, and they look down upon their dress and their use of bones and painting themselves with decoration and. Their use quote, of bones? 
they would put they would put bone like stick bones to mm. them. They well, some you know, of them had fish bones in their nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you meet someone who's got bones yeah. to them. You're like chill. Like it's human. It's probably oh, a magician. Yeah, <laughs> a magician. Was this your bone? That was my bone. <laughs> How did you? Wow, that's my femur. That's the one I had. Well, walking's not an option. Uh, the locals had only one domesticated animal, a dog, which they called Dingo. Uh, quote, as the Indians see the dogs dislike us, they are sometimes mischievous enough to set them on individuals whom they chance upon in the woods. <laughs> Dude, dogs know. <laughs> They're, just sicking, dogs They're know. just sicking dogs on British people in the woods. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> down boy, does he know down? Down boy, naughty boy. Roll over. That is the fucking funniest thing to do. <laughs> oh, my God. We all want to do that at some point in our lives yeah. to a neighbor or something. Sick him, boy. Just maul him. Fuck, that'd be, that'd be a real <laughs> sense of power. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> so there are times when the Aboriginals are clearly fucking with the British and the British have no idea. <laughs> Quote, <laughs> they know no other beasts but kangaroo and dog. Whatever animal is shown them, they call it a kangaroo. Soon after our arrival, I was walking out near a place where I observed a party of Indians looking at some sheep and repeatedly yelling, kangaroo, kangaroo. <laughs> They're just fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, that's not a kangaroo. Kangaroo. No, no, yeah. that's Kang- sheep. Kangaroo. Yeah. No, that's what the Scottish sleep with, you fool. <laughs> Scottish man. Uh, at first, they thought the local spears weren't much to worry about, uh, but they soon learned that was far from the case. The wounds inflicted by spears uh, were very dangerous, and they had considerable skill throwing them. Quote, we know that two convicts who disappeared were found most dreadfully mangled and butchered by the natives. A spear passed entirely through the thickest part of the body of one of them, and the skull of the other was beat in. Whoa. The natives also have long wooden swords capable of inflicting a mortal wound and clubs of immense size. Their general favorite insult is gononpada, which means an eater of human excrement. Oh, wow. wow. Eat shit. Which yeah, they, that's great. Shit eaters. <laughs> they yell yeah. at their enemies. Yeah. Shit that, eater. That's fucking great. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I mean, it's a universal language. Everybody fucking gets that one. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, we say eat shit, you know, in modern culture, and they had that back in indigenous culture. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Just, no. it's a universal thing. Like, there would have been <laughs> tribal like, dudes, like, woo, woo, eat uh, shit. You there, are a dickhead. Yeah. No, there's yeah. never been a, a people anywhere on earth where someone just picked up shit and was like, and everyone else is like, yeah, that's cool. Well, we're yeah. Getting, it never happens. Well, we're getting there in America. I mean, we're not, we're what, <laughs> four months away from people being like, mm, it actually isn't as bad as you think. <laughs> we're going to be okay. We will survive. <laughs> we will use guns to rob other people of their feces. <clears throat> MAGA. In March 1789, a little over a year after arriving... 16 convicts walked off their jobs and headed to Botany Bay with the idea to attack the aboriginals and steal their fishing tackle and spears. Oh, boy. But when they got there, the aboriginals attacked them. Quote, our heroes were immediately defeated and all tried to flee. One was killed. Seven were severely wounded. The convicts walked off their job, so they walked off from being prisoners? 
Well, yeah, Wait, so like these labor, were convicts who were doing this. Yeah, like some convicts did that. So it's a labor camp. Like you're. Yes. I guess the the idea is, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you're in the middle of nowhere, so they're not going to really. So they saw two convicts come back beaten to death and speared, and then they said, "You convicts, go find where the people are who did this yeah. <laughs> with no weapons." Yeah. They couldn't have given the convicts weapons, though, right? It was totally the convicts' ideas. They were just like, let's just go get steal a bunch of shit from these That's guys. That's nice to give them autonomy. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. So the governor is furious. At first, the convicts said they were, they were quietly picking tea when they were attacked. <laughs> well, they're English. That's <laughs> always your cover-up. <laughs> My wife's dead. Well, couldn't be. I was having a cup of char. It's impossible. <laughs> Fancy a spot. But I just love the, the worst... Excuse it. No, we were picking tea. We were picking tea. We're just tea. convicts. Yeah. We picked it off the tea bag tree. <laughs> right? Um, so they said they were attacked with no provocation, but there were some inconsistencies in their stories, and soon the truth came out. Uh, st- the, the convicts were severely flogged. The locals seemed to not enjoy the punishment of the flogging. So the Abor- aboriginals are... When they saw flogging, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. One time, a group of Aboriginal men witnessed the whipping of a convict who had stolen their fish. But an Aboriginal man threatened the soldier who was doing the beating with a stick. Quote, it was very difficult for him to understand why the soldier had reacted so cruelly over a fish. Yeah. He's, like, he's gotta... like, dude, there's a lot of fish, man. Yeah. yeah. the fuck you beating that guy he for? He would be thinking, like, dude, there's more. There's a whole <laughs> ocean of them. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in May, April and May 1789, the British began to hear stories of many bodies of Aboriginals being found in the coves and inlets of the harbor. So they went to check, and they found they had all died of what appeared to be smallpox. Quote, but how a disease could at once have introduced itself and have spread so widely seemed inexplicable. inexplicable. Whatever might be the cause, the existence of the sickness could no longer be doubted. The British tried to figure out how something like that could have arrived. Yeah. I wonder where it's that came like from. A foreign people emerged and created a new disease amongst them. <laughs> uh, it couldn't have been us. We were picking tea. Quote, did the French ships here more than a year? <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's got to be the French, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always blame the French. Yeah. <laughs> it's the English way. Yeah. yeah. Did they introduce it? Had it traveled across the continent from its western shore where other European voyagers had formerly landed? Was it introduced by Mr. Cook? None of the British had had it for over 17 months, they said, though some of the surgeons had brought it uh, smallpox in bottles for inoculations. Oh, good. No, smart to pack yeah. that. Yeah. They forgot about the one guy who was like, oh, I need to... <laughs> I was picking tea. So over 50% of the Eora were wiped out wow. by this smallpox epidemic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a no joke, the smallpox. It'll yeah. come back. In December 1790... <laughs> Just laces in a little sweet thesis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it'll be back. Anyway, let's get yeah. on to the podcast. On December 1790, a sergeant of the Marines, along with three convicts, one of whom was John McIntyre, went out uh, to McIntyre, do some... McIntyre, great apple. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah. Not as good as a Honeycrisp, but I know what you're talking about. Great. Do you guys have Honeycrisps? Pink ladies? Do you, yeah, you, we got Fugis? pink ladies. All right, good talk. <laughs> Apple part of the show's over. <laughs> Honeycrisps are the fucking best. The what crisps? Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp? Apple. Yeah. I call wow. it Honeycrisp. You're talking to a gala guy, so relax, bro. 
settled. Uh, so these guys went out uh, hunting. John McIntyre was the governor's gamekeeper, right? So he's the, I guess he goes and shoots the governor's game or mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. Or he, or he no, keeps the, uh, what kind of game do they? What's what, a gamekeeper? Like maybe, maybe they're talking about like, like bingo or like. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're at rest Monopoly. Point. They're definitely here. Uh, yeah. No, game. Like. Uh, yeah, but what, what kind of. What like, game would they have? Yeah. Foul? Would he have his own private game, like a sheep and a cow, just for him? But yeah. then you wouldn't employ someone to keep him, would you? Well, I mean, and do you, you know, call sheep? Like a waste do you, of money. Do you show, call a sheep and a cow game? Like to me, game's a little something. Isn't know. game wild? Yeah, kangaroos. Whoa! whoa what the whoa, fuck whoa, just whoa, happened? Whoa. That I was know aggressive. We were people in the crowd. That is. What did you just? Uh, what did you just eat? Yeah. What did you just eat? <laughs> What did Go you just eat? How is the cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you yell? Yeah. Rabbits. Yeah, but they wouldn't. There well, well, rabbits, rabbits weren't before. here yet, were they? No. No, no. Rabbits came later, so it'd be like they'd be like kangaroo and animals that they yeah. caught, and then they'd keep it. Okay, all right. Um, so, so he's out hunting, and they and they walked north of Botany Bay. Uh, they made a little hut and a fire to settle down for the night. About one a.m., the sergeant woke up because he heard a rustling noise in the bushes. He thought it might be a kangaroo. And he yelled to the other guys, and they all got up. And then they saw two Aboriginal men with spears in their hands creeping towards them, and three others a little further behind them. Okay. Now Ma- you're praying for a kangaroo. You're like, yeah. whoops. <laughs> uh, McIntyre said, quote, Don't be afraid. I know them. And he put down his gun, and he stepped forward and started speaking to them in their language. And the Aboriginal men slowly retreated as McIntyre followed them for about 100 yards and they're talking the whole time. And then one of them threw a spirit McIntyre and stuck it in his left side. Okay. So, so the talk wasn't great. Yeah. Right. yeah. It sounded awkward because whenever you're walking and just slowly pacing, it's always going to be tense. Yeah. <laughs> At an extra hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I've charmed them. <laughs> Do my side. Something in me. Do. Uh, the Aboriginal man who threw the spear was described as a young man with a speck or blemish on his left eye. Well, he'll be easy to find. I mean, we've got a suspect. <laughs> the blemish boy. Uh, McIntyre yelled, quote, I am a dead man. <laughs> last words so dramatic. were so much better than. Your last words were literally like, I'm dead. Wasn't that in one of them we did? We Guy's just last did one earlier. Like, yeah. I'm dead. Earlier this week, the guy was like, I'm dead. Take my gun. <laughs> It's just oh, you got well, limited cup time. of tea, I'm dead. Yeah, movies made us ramble on far too much. It's just like you have like one sentence left. Yeah. It's not time for a paragraph. Keep it short. Yeah. I've died. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Ta-ta. Uh, so one guy stayed with McIntyre while two other guys chased the Aboriginal uh, men with their guns. I would definitely be the guy staying with McIntyre. I'd be like, yeah. yeah, go talk to them. I'll make sure he's dead. Um, he broke off the end of the spear. Okay. Which I wouldn't have done. Well, that's just kind of like, you know, now he can walk around if he survives. Okay. Yeah, not bumping into things like a cat with a cone on its head. Plus, he can't get through a door. Yeah, every room he enters, he's like the three stooges in one. (laughs) Do Awkward. (laughs) It's like a dog with a stick in its mouth. No, buddy, know your dimensions. No, buddy, turn it. His brain is little. Um... The aboriginals who had thrown the spear got away, 
and then they uh, then they started carrying McIntyre home because he said he didn't want to he didn't want to die out in the woods. By the way, the way they got away was that the two guys who were chasing after them stopped after ten feet and were just sort of like pretend like we chased after them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, we ran for a long time. We are yeah. gassed. I mean, we chased Woo! the shit Couldn't out of those see them anywhere, and they're like, they're right they, there. They were there, and then they were gone. <laughs> Unbelievable. Damn it. We really chased them, too. I mean, we were like on their tails. So they reached Sydney about 2 o'clock the next morning, and surgeons looked at the wound and said, oh, no, he's, he's going to die. Yes. He was right. The thing he said right when it went in him, yeah. he was spot on. He <laughs> but totally he still has it. more time oh, for, like, no. last words at this point. Oh, yeah, he's got so a lot of time. time to write some more stuff. Yeah, so yeah, he went too early with the last word, yeah, which is always awkward. Opened with the closer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. never smart. Quote, McIntyre now began to utter the most dreadful confessions. Oh, no. Oh, no, here we go. The and plane's to, going down. And to accuse himself of crimes of the deepest kind as are too terrible to repeat. I like what? to think that's what Trump will do at the end. <laughs> <laughs> there were no deals. There were bad <laughs> deals. <sighs> um, so McIntyre had clearly done something to the Aboriginal people that warranted retaliation. Uh, those around him when he died decided not to record the crimes that he was speaking of. But he had clearly done something to piss them off. That's amazing when something's so bad you can't even write it down. Yeah, yeah. What levels of that? What did he fucking do? (laughs) Yeah, they're all like, oh, boys, pens down. Pens down, gentlemen. Come on, treat it like the LSATs. Put them down. Time's up. (laughs) Let them roll. Did you say treat it like the LSATs? Yeah. Do they have that here? No. That's playing in a car in Detroit right now. Someone's like, nailed it, Gary. (laughs) Um, So over over the day, uh, several Aboriginal, the British uh, knew, including some they had kidnapped and forced to be, quote, ambassadors, uh, came in to the room. What do you mean? They who did they kidnap? Well, there's some with some. Uh, they would go and kidnap a guy from a tribe and then keep him and as a prisoner and be like, "You're an ambassador now." Wow, that is <laughs> what a way to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Someone. It's a great you. title. Yeah. 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 Uh, Imagine yeah. if someone kidnapped you and were like, "You're in charge of this subway now." <laughs> so you're a sandwich artist forever. <laughs> You keep calling me a sandwich artist, but I feel like I'm a worker at Subway. No, 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 my friend. You're an artiste. The menu's there. Make it exactly the way we told you. Okay, don't step out of line. Put the gloves on, dickhead. Yeah, don't touch the register with the gloves. It's not a force field. Filthy pig. Um. <laughs> it always happens. You go yeah. in there like, yeah. all right, I made you a clean sandwich. Bring that up real quick. All right, let's just touch the germs, and that'll be eight fifty. I'm gonna make another sandwich because these are, don't have germs on them. Yeah, there's not many germs on money. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why you launder it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so these ambassadors and other uh, Aboriginal guys are brought in where McIntyre is laying there dying, and they repeated the name of the man they said who'd, who had thrown the spear. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up, probably. I just listened to it like ten times. But uh, Pamulwe. Pamulwe. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
I thought at first the name had, had like the yeah. at the end. Yeah. Like, that is a just me, long, it's weird just name. me. Yeah. So he uh, he lives in uh, Botany Bay, uh, and he's uh, a member of a tribe, a bit of a badass. So one of the surgeons indicated he wanted to take out the spear, but all the Aboriginals were like, "No, no, no, no!" They were quote violently violently opposed yeah. that he do that. <laughs> they said death would instantly follow if he did, if the surgeon did that. But he went ahead and did it. <laughs> and and uh, Death. the extraction of the spear, however judged practical, was a, accordingly performed. That part of it which had penetrated the body measured seven inches, having it on it a wooden barb and several smaller ones of stone fastened on with tree gum, most of which were torn off and lodged in McIntyre. So, in other words, pulling it out. Bad idea. Bad call, right, yeah. Mm. Um, he died uh, within a week. Okay. So he's out. He's out of the story. Yeah. He's uh, not coming back as like a zombie later? Or no. no. Well, we'll see. Oh. The lieutenant governor wrote... <laughs> a British zombie. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Brains, please. May I spot a brain, potentially? Hmm? Um, the lieutenant <laughs> governor wrote that it was long suspected that McIntyre had been shooting and injuring uh, Aboriginal people. On his own time? Yeah, just wow, like that was like one of his. Was that the thing? That was like one of his hobbies. Down? Yeah, that was one of the things that he was doing that wasn't great. I assume he would do another it's stuff. A penal but. colony, like it doesn't seem that like. It seems like that wouldn't be that shocking. A yeah. guy going out and a killing murderer. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in order to stop uh, the Aboriginals from doing something like this again, he sent out a search party to find the man who uh, wounded and killed McIntyre. So he's now he's sending someone out to find Pumiwe. Sure. At the same time, he strictly forbid, under penalty of the severest punishment, any person to fire on any Aboriginal except in self-defense. Okay. So the part, party he sent out was to bring back, quote, six natives who reside near the head of Botany Bay, or if that should be found impractical, uh, to put six of them to death. What? What? what right. was the options are what? So uh, send, send a party out to kidnap and grab six guys. Or? And if you can't do that, just go ahead and kill them. Kill six guys? Yeah. Is there not like a middle step? No, there's nothing in between those. Okay, so it's kind of the all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 plan. yeah. The captain in charge of the party met with the governor just before the order was issued, and they discussed it. The governor said he wanted... Uh, <laughs> to bring in uh, two Aboriginal men as prisoners and kill ten guys. Jesus. And he wanted all their weapons destroyed, but no hut was to be burned, no women or children injured. As long as the huts are okay. Yeah. Kill, but just <laughs> yeah. leave the homes. Don't fuck up their houses. Say, yeah, insurance hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. Quote, that we were to cut off and bring in the heads of the slain, for which purpose hatchets and bags would be furnished. Ah. Jesus. He said that since our arrival in the country, no less than 17 of our people had either been killed or wounded by the natives, and that he looked upon the tribe known by the name of uh, the Bidjil, uh, wood natives is what they were uh, called. That, that's who Pomeroy is. That's who his, his tribe is. Okay. The, the, the British called them the wood natives. Um, to be the principal uh, aggressors. So he wanted to strike a decisive blow against this tribe to convince oh them of English superiority and make them understand uh, terror to prevent any further killings. I believe it's called spreading democracy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The governor, quote, 
In, the, in this business of McIntyre, I am fully persuaded that the natives were unprovoked and the barbarity of their conduct admits no mercy. Well, yep. Th- that is contradictory, correct? No, no, not to... No, that not they were unprovoked, so the only way to retaliate is through barbarism? Yeah. Okay. Wow. He tried to persuade the more friendly tribes to bring in a Pumyue, but they were not giving him up. They said he had a, quote, distorted foot. Hmm. Was it a hand? So they're not giving him up, but they're like, but here's a clue. Yeah, it's a whodunit now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, like, you have to work for this. It is like law and order. He's it's got a fucked sort of up like, foot. You find him. I don't have anything to tell you, but he's got a foot that's off. I'm done. <laughs> a lead? I don't know if I'm that. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. So the governor thought this was bullshit, but what they were saying was, was that in to Aboriginal people, someone with a foot that was distorted like that was, was known as like a justice warrior. So his job amongst the tribes was to dispense justice. Right. Oh. So he's Batman. Right. Wow. Not that Batman. Yeah. The comic book one. <laughs> yeah. The one we wish was real, not the real one. <laughs> um, so, uh, quote, uh, this is the governor, uh, quote, so I am resolved to execute the prisoners who may be brought in in the most public and exemplary manner in the presence of as many of their countrymen as could be collected after having explained the cause of such a punishment. This is such a bad call. <laughs> Bring them all and I'll show them what I've done. Good, dumbass. Good luck. So the lieutenant governor begged the governor to reconsider uh, whether killing 10 people was a good idea. <laughs> He's a real smithers. <clears throat> and said maybe capturing... <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> he said maybe just capturing six is good. Um, that might lead to less retaliation than killing 10. And in the end, the governor was convinced, but quote, if six cannot be taken, let them be shot. So that's uh, how they ended so up So he just that. lowered the number. Yeah. Right. At four in the morning, the party headed out with three days of food and ropes to bind their prisoners, as well as hatchets and bags to cut off and hold the heads in case they had to kill them. Oh. Because you, you can't just leave a head. No, and you don't want to carry it. You want to, like... No. Well, that's hard. A little... Uh, get plus, the... hair comes out. Yeah. Right. So you, you put little... it in a bag. Like a tote. <laughs> yeah. Like a... Uh, well, they're called head bags. Oh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, you can get them. Uh, the New Yorker gives them out if you get a subscription. <laughs> if you get a subscription, you get a yeah, headband. Yeah, I think ISIS had a few. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you made it real. <laughs> At least we're past all this head cutting off time in history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will We've never learned. happen again. No, no, no. Never to be heard from again. Cut to the video. What? <laughs> Um, uh, so by nine o'clock, they had reached the head of Botany Bay and walked around for Did a while. Did they cut it off? <laughs> We've got one. We'll need a bigger bag. <laughs> they saw no one. They could not, there were no Aboriginal uh, people around, so they camped. Uh, they started up again the next morning. They saw five Aboriginal guys on a beach, but those guys just fucking ran off. Quote, we pursued, but a contest between heavy-armed Europeans and naked, unencumbered Indians was too unequal to last long. So they just took off because they're uh, not armed and naked, right. which is faster. Yeah. Word was out amongst the tribes that the whites were coming for vengeance. They saw some here and there, but they were clearly being avoided. That night, they couldn't sleep because of all the mosquitoes and sand flies. Oh, 
so mm. English. I wonder if the mosquitoes were like, this This is so fresh and tasty. Oh, they're like, yeah. Eh, so full blood. of milky blood. <laughs> mm. Mm. The next morning, they headed back and made it to Sydney. The governor then planned a second attempt. A few days later, a party marched out again, this time in the middle of the night, hoping to surprise a village before daybreak. They came to what seemed like a wide creek that was dry. And they had two Aboriginal guides with them, and the guide said, don't cross this. Okay, and the, so Brit- and the British were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to cross oh. it. So they're like, cross it immediately. Yes, yeah. do the opposite. <laughs> Show them. Quote, they who were in front had not, however, got half over when we were immersed nearly to the waist in mud so thick and tenacious that it was not without the most vigorous movement of every muscle of the body that the legs could be freed. When we had reached the middle, our distress became more serious, for each succeeding step buried us deeper. You can just imagine the aboriginals going, I fucking told them. Like, <laughs> I mean, you guys are <laughs> such cocky assholes. Oh my God. How about you listen to us once? <clears throat> uh, good core work, though. That's yeah. a nice core yeah. work. Oh, my God. It's a good workout, quicksand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, qu- yeah quick mud. That's what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah quick mud. <laughs> At length, a sergeant stuck fast and declared himself incapable of moving either forward or backward. Declared himself incapable. (laughs) I'm incapable of moving. (laughs) Who declares shit like that? I have a decree. I'm sinking. (laughs) I declare unmovable. I'm dying. It's declared. At, uh, so, uh, and just after another did the same, and I felt ourselves in a similar who's, predicament. Who's following? I also declare stuck. <laughs> Gentlemen, we declare ourselves stuck in the mud. Uh. And the Aboriginals are like, we're declaring ourselves laughing. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. how fucking stupid you are. Yeah. Um, this is funnier than the time they showed us their dicks. That's what that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard them laugh this hard since we took our trousers off. Uh, I find it impossible yeah, to move. Like, We're loving I am... this bit. Yeah. We're loving this bit you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. You're hilarious. <laughs> I find it impossible to move. I am sinking, was cried on every side. What to do, I knew not. Every moment brought an increased danger as those who could not proceed kept gradually sinking. This is kind of dynamite. I mean, it's like... It's absurd. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't go in the creek. Let's go in the creek. Ah, help. I declare myself stuck. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, how how insane must the indigenous people think the white people are at this stage? They would think they're absolutely fucking mental. Yeah. Because the first... Actually, the first time indigenous came into contact, my understanding is with the Dutch. And this is... I might be wrong about this story, but apparently the Dutch arrived... And they were like, where's the gold? And the indigenous people are like, we don't get what you're, what this, what you're saying. He's like, gold, where is it? And then they took a, a little kid and like, we're going to kill her if you don't tell us where the gold is. And they're like, we don't understand what you're saying. And they threw a spear at him and then they just left forever. <laughs> that was their first interaction. Where's the gold? Gold, gold. We'll kill her if we don't get the gold. Ah, all right, just go. Fuck it, there's no gold here. It's a great beginning. Yeah, and then eventually gold is oil and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Too soon? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Coal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clean coal. 
So one of the soldiers stuck in the mud yelled to the Aboriginal men on shore to cut tree branches and throw them to them. So this saved them. It saved them from dying in the river. They were able to use the tree branches to, you know, I guess crawl so back pathetic, over. isn't it? Yeah. Throw me a branch, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It oh took God. them an hour to get out. The sergeant was still sunk in mud to his chest, however. Oh, that is not where you want to be. No. So they wrapped a rope around him, and all the men had to pull on it to drag him out. You got to feel really cool after that, though. Yeah. You're sort of like, huh, I told you it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Idea. Yes? Let's go around. No, no, no. We'll show these blokes. <laughs> A second crossing. <laughs> this time with branches. To the mud. I've got a new decree. <laughs> Quote, having congratulated each other on our escape and wiped our guns, we once... Congratulating each well, job well done. I think we've learned a lot. Yeah. Yes, a job well done, I say. <laughs> and wiped our guns, we once more pushed forward and soon found ourselves about half an hour before sunrise. Half the guns were now useless, however. Well, they were just, like, mudded with... Yeah, just yeah, mudded right. up. Uh, they Muskets. S- so they came to the... <laughs> yep. I'll take it. Yeah, all right. I'll take a 60% hit. So uh, they, they came to the village. They split up and they surrounded it, but there was not a single person in the huts. All the canoes were gone. Again, the aboriginals were way ahead of them, probably because all the time they were in the fucking mud yelling. <laughs> yeah, because of mud gate. <laughs> yeah. uh, they moved on and came to another village, also empty. At 9 o'clock, they returned to Sydney, having failed to kill and kidnap humans. Uh, Bummer, man. But now crimes by Aboriginals were being subjected to more, a much harsher punishment than before. Two, uh, two Aboriginals were seen stealing potatoes from a garden. They ran off, but a sergeant and party of soldiers chased them. And when they found them, uh, they were at a fire with women cooking, and the soldiers did not try to capture them, but started shooting at them in- instead. You just can't take potatoes away from British people. They are... <laughs> They're they get weed about vegetable. it. Yeah. yeah. Those are future chips. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the men escaped, and the women were taken. Uh, then, which we've learned is not a good move. No. Yeah. Then Pamuwe led an attack on a work party at Botany Bay that happened to include the famous prisoner Black Caesar. He was one of the first black people to arrive in Australia as a prisoner. Uh, Caesar and Pomilwe fought, and Caesar cracked Pomilwe in the head with a club. Everyone thought Pomilwe was dead, but he managed to survive and escape. Okay. Black Caesar would go on to be one of the first Bush Rangers. Okay. In 1792, the colony's population was 3,500 white people. The governor was replaced. His policy of keeping Eora peoples away from settlements was to send military raids against tribes in the region. Jesus Christ. In retaliation, the, the Eora warriors came to the settlements and killed, quote, many sheep and one white man, one white man until they were driven off by settlers. So Governor Philip now ordered his men to fire on aboriginals to keep them away from settlements. But the Eora kept coming close because their harbor was where they got food. Right, yeah. Uh, That's where they, their food, so they had to go, well, yeah. yeah. You can it's see the problem. place to claim is yours then. Yeah, yeah. We're claiming your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Aboriginals were being treated uh, as completely hostile, though they pretty much were not. Uh, in one instance, a, bo- a boat sunk in the harbor, 
and the locals, uh, aboriginals saw it happen. They jumped into the water, swam out, and saved the white people. On shore, they took off their wet clothes, started a fire, dried the clothes, cooked them fish to eat, and then helped them get back to Sydney. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody no, if we were fine. You've Psycho- embarrassed me. Yes. Psychological warfare, give them something nice and, you know, act of terrorism. It's a slow play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and another example, a soldier got lost in the woods and an Aboriginal party came across him. He happened to know one of the Aboriginal guys and tried to communicate that he was lost. That's he, pretty I mean, easy to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Aboriginal man explained uh, he was indeed very far from Sydney, but he, they would show him the way home. The only condition was a soldier had to give up his gun for the walk, and it would be returned to him when they arrived. After a while, the soldier agreed, and then the Aboriginal men laid down their spears, and they all escorted him to the settlement and gave him his gun and then left. Yeah. That's a good story. It's nice. Yeah. A couple Not of nice you... stories here. I'm waiting for the harrowing yeah. one that's coming next. No, no, it'll all be fine. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> so now, six years after the British had arrived, January 1794, David Collins, lieutenant governor, remarked that the Hawkesbury settlement, uh, a man had been wounded by some of the Wood tribe, which is the tribe Pamoe belongs to. Right. Mm-hmm. By April, shit is going off at that settlement. Quote, an open war seemed about that time to have commenced between the natives and the settlers, and word was received that two settlers had been killed by a party of Indians. The natives had a... P- when did they stop calling them Indians? At what fucking point are you like, we're not in India? Well, yeah, we haven't stopped that in America, so I don't know... Uh... Well, they're Indians. Well, <laughs> talk about more like the baseball team is what I mean. Was that you on the ground? Who said yeah? I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys credit. At least you don't have uh, sports teams with Aboriginal people's heads on hats. Yeah, at least in this country, you're still not like go Redskins, <laughs> <laughs> which we hear every weekend in America casually. We're normal. Then fucking invent it. It's a fact. Yeah. Uh, so the natives had appeared in large groups, men, women, and children, with blankets and nets to carry uh, off corn, and the settlers were growing and seemed determined to take it whenever and wherever they could. So basically, Pumiwe is now leading attacks on uh, the settlement and, and taking the food. And, right. You know. um, so Captain Patterson set off a party of soldiers, I'm going to fuck up this name, uh, from Parramatta? Parramatta. Parramatta, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to get your A's down. It's hard. Their instructions were to destroy as many as they could of the wood tribe and to uh, create absolute terror. Erect gallows in different places where they would hang the bodies of those they killed. It's not too dissimilar to modern-day Parramatta. It is amazing how fast white people will fuck everything up. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just, like there was like a grace period where it was like, oh, we're walking together. We're like learning. And then right away, it's like, they're after us. Yeah. We've got to do something. You got to change his diaper? What's going on? Diaper time. Um, uh, so, but they went out and they were, the idea was to set up these fucking, I mean, Go- it's like putting heads on pikes, you know? They yeah, just want to yeah. put bodies all over the place. But it's a they, terrible message. <clears throat> they didn't kill any, anybody. Um, they did capture some prisoners, and they took them to Sydney. 
quote, one man, apparently a cripple, five women, and some children. So they fucking cool. kicked ass. Yeah, <laughs> we showed them. Yeah, what's up, hey, bitch? Want to fuck with the best? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll teach you. Yeah. Uh, during this, they shot a baby and a mom. Jesus Christ. Who lived, they were alive. They just, the one mom was holding the baby, and they, the, the bullet went through the baby into the mom. Um, so that's a bummer. Wow. I know you guys, uh, how you guys feel about babies, but uh, I'm like against them being shot. Yeah. And I'm from America, well, so that's, that's a got pretty bold stance. Yeah. That's like a pretty bold stance. Well, we stance. in America have at least agreed life starts when it comes outside the body, finally. Yeah. That's not where we agree. Finally. You can also stop life by coming outside the body. I mean, it's not foolproof, but... Yeah, no, it's not. But it helps. Fairly effective. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, am I in trouble. Anyway. Uh, used to me. <clears throat> oh, you're Catholic. Yeah. So, um, a, short, a, a very short time after being captured, the handicapped guy escaped by swimming away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit, he's not handicapped when he's in the water. Huh. Look at him go. Um, Captain Pete, uh, Patterson hoped that by detaining the prisoners and treating them well, it would lead to better relations. When you, uh, I mean, it's so stupid. We are, <laughs> we, we, but what, it's so dumb. We'll take them prisoner and then we'll treat them like royalty. Crazy enough to work. <laughs> uh, after some time, he sent uh, the wounded woman home. Um, he did this after the baby died. Oh, well, that's cool of him. Uh, another woman delivered a baby boy, which then also died uh, immediately. None of this was obviously going to have a great effect on the whole better relations thing yeah. by keeping them prisoner. The plan well, is flawed. plan is not the, going great. Yeah. Hopefully the crippled guy swam home. <clears throat> Hopefully, you know, like he could have yeah. attacked by He'll a come shark. back in later. I feel like he'll yeah, be in the third right. act of this again. <laughs> yeah. So after this, the Aboriginals attacked a nearby farm and killed the settler and his son. Right? That's tit for tat. Right mm-hmm. there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another party of soldiers was then sent out, uh, but the Aboriginals kept their distance. Soldiers were now distributed throughout the settlement, um, and this would be permanent. So now there's soldiers all over the settlement. We missed you. Uh, I don't know how far you, away you were with the baby died. Uh, he got genuinely sad. Good and it was because of you. Also, yeah. if you orgasm outside, no. We'll talk about that later. What? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Dave, but somebody just gave us the finger. Pamuwe <laughs> uh, kept up the pressure, and he wounded a convict who was going uh, to a neighboring farm. In February uh, 1795, the settlers of the northern farm were repeatedly being attacked and plundered, of the food and clothing by a large group of aboriginals. They killed a man and woman. The settlers armed themselves uh, and on one night pursued a raiding party the entire night um, only to come across a group of 100 aboriginals. Oh, mm. Did they have records then? Because if they did, it's scratched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Hold, st- stop moving. One, two, <laughs> three, four. Stop moving. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Um, usually clans only numbered around 30, but Pamulwe had been bringing them together. 
Right. So then they're becoming larger forces. Ah. Um, but once they saw that the settlers all had guns, they fled. They left behind a large amount of corn, some musket balls, and other things they had plundered. The settlers kept after the Aboriginal party and tracked them to the outskirts of Parramatta. But the settlers are now exhausted for chasing them all night. They headed into town, only to discover they were being followed by a large party of natives led by Pamuwe. Oh, what? The, the yeah. switcheroo. Yeah, Genius. he's so front and back. Yeah, it's not great. I think great. there's two of them. <laughs> Multiplying of Pamuwe. The settlers had had enough of Pamuwe and wanted to capture him. But he, uh, he stepped forward and threatened to spear the first man that tried to approach him. And then he did exactly that. Jesus. So there was a guy who was like, I'll show you. Yeah. Step it's always, oof. It's the guy who goes in before Indiana Jones in every Indiana Jones movie. I've got this. His head's rolling. Oh, God. Uh, someone then shot a musket at Pamulwe, and he was severely wounded. Then spears were flying. A settler was struck in the arm. Many, many settlers, uh, many Aboriginal were shot. Five instantly killed. Uh, Pamuwe received seven buckshot to his head and different parts all over his body. Uh, he was taken in very bad shape to the hospital. It was assumed he would die. Uh, the colony had been trying to capture him since he had killed John McIntyre in 1790, which is five years ago at this point. Uh, he had remained active all of, over all those years, attacking, plundering, um, but Pamuwe wasn't done yet. He escaped from the hospital with an iron around his leg and disappeared. Holy shit! This dude is incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two of them, so to be fair, there's... Yeah. <laughs> it, it just really is amazing how south it goes. This plan of uh, taking over land seems to be very flawed, David. Yeah, opinion. it's definitely got some problems. Uh, Usually because there's people living there. Yeah, 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 right. And it'd when be, you claim like a if... thing on Earth as yours, it's sort of, uh, it's abstract. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like if I moved into your house. Which you have, and things have never been better. <laughs> I sense tension. Well, I mean, we're roomies. I mean, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Just put the toilet paper roll on right. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. You go walk through that creek, you asshole. Two months later, the fighting had returned. Quote, the natives of the Hawkesbury were, again, very troublesome. After plundering one settler, of all they could carry away, they burned his dwelling house and a stack of wheat. Yeah, why not? Sure, Mm -hmm. yeah, send a cool message. A couple of weeks later, the governor and some other men were out inspecting land for future settlements, and they stopped at a point near Botany Bay and came across several parties of aboriginals. Uh, one of whom was Pamulwe. He's been uh, completely recovered. Holy okay. shit! Yeah, he's totally fine now. Uh, and then he sees a man he recognizes in the party, and he asked if the governor was angry, and quote seemed pleased at being told that he was not. <laughs> he's not mad, right? That I've got shot and <laughs> took off and keep killing people. He's okay. okay. The settlers decided to take things up a notch and caught a young Aboriginal boy. They bound him, dragged him across hot coals, threw oh. him into a river, and shot him. Holy Jesus. shit. That escalated. That's a serious escalation. Yeah. Because mm. up until this, it's been like sort of tit-for-tat food, like yeah. fighting, and now you're like, yeah. Because um, t- at this stage, there's still an opportunity for treaty. Yeah, like I think possibly. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you alive. take a boy and drag him across coals and yeah. throw him in water and shoot him, then you're like, so we're not going to do a treaty, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe it's called foreign policy, David. And uh, 
We handle it very well on our end. <laughs> by 1796, there were more and more raids on farms near Parramatta by the Eora. Uh, they plundered rations and clothing. They also began setting fire to the crops. There were several conflicts that occurred throughout the year. Many Aboriginals were killed and several Europeans wounded. British reports also came in that said escaped Irish convicts were joining the Eora and telling them the best way to attack the settlers. (laughs) Fucking Irish! My people! So great. I love it. They probably just thought booze was involved, though. They were definitely just like, yeah, refer that. You have a point. What? You have a point. Point. Yeah. You got points. I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to help you, but we got to stay hydrated, if you understand what I'm saying. Wink, wink, you know what I mean? Yeah, we have water. No, no, there's I'm tired. Something with bubbles and a bit of foam in it, if you like. Make it a little... Oh, uh, there's, there's uh, seawater? Are you talking about when, the, when it hits the rocks? There's bubbles. I was told you had beer, and if I've been misled, I... Uh... We have water. Well, it's a start. It's a component <laughs> of beer. Which way do your yeast and other things? Uh, hops. That's the one. Took a minute. Well, I'm not going to lie. I've had a few waters. <laughs> I shouldn't drive. I'll say that. Um, the British saw the attacks on soft targets like farms and isolated settlers as cowardly, but this was just common sense for, for, I mean, for, for Pamilway because it would have been suicidal to attack the British with their inferior weaponry. Uh, Thomas Watling, a convict, however, wrote that, quote, cunning, ferocity, uh, treachery, filth, and revenge are their characteristics. So they just see them as being... But that's how you have to fight it's in that reactionary. situation. You, ha- you have to burn the crops. You yeah. have to... Yeah. 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 Whatever. We'll get there. Like, again. you're going to run into the guns. Um, so a group of sailors disappeared when they went to explore an island. A second group was sent to find them. Quote... To their extreme horror, they saw Captain Hill and one of the seamen lying dead on the sand, cut and mangled in a most barbarous manner. Two other sailors they saw floating on the water with their throats cut from ear to ear. The fourth sailor was found dead in the bush, mangled in the same shocking manner. They saw some natives, whom they believed to be uh, cannibals, dragging the bodies of Captain Hill and the sailors from the beach toward some large fires which they supposed were prepared for the occasion, and they were yelling and howling. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they killed a bunch of soldiers. Yeah. I, at this point, I, uh, yeah. It's on. I mean, once yeah, you... Yeah, once, exactly, yeah. Once the, the, the thing happened with the boy and yeah, the coal and the... You, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on. Uh, by March 1798, Lieutenant Governor Collins wrote that a myth had grown around Pamulway. Because he had been wounded so many times... Right? He got hit by black seizures. They thought he was dead. He got shot all those times. And he's been shot a bunch of other times and wounded. His people now believe he could not be killed by guns. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah, that's never. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that movie and we've read about this. And uh, it turns out you can. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. We keep um, Collins then decided, Collins heard this. They found out about it and decided they had to prove that Pamilway could be killed by bullets. There are now so many spearing, uh, spearings happening and burning of crops that Governor King, in May of 1801, ordered settlers in Parramatta to fire on any natives in the area. The most wanted man, Pamulwe, still eluded capture and continued his attacks. His parties killed four white men and plundered farms. 
The governor outlawed Pamil Way. Well, I don't know. I don't know. outlaw him. <laughs> That's it. He's illegal. Uh, I believe it would be like the Easter Bunny. If we don't believe in him, he won't deliver. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, he's not, you can't just create a myth. He's not real. New no rule. He's... That's it. He's he, not a thing. Uh, Pamuwe is a shared experience, and we all need to just uh, shut our brains off to him. He's a hologram. They put a reward of 20 gallons of rum. Or, oh, well, uh, that, I mean, that is... Well, yeah, I'm no sensing the end of Pamuwe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, that is all you need to hear at this time. Uh, or a free pardon uh, for his captured dead or alive. My guess is even if a convict did it, he'd be like, I'll stay here if I can have that rum. Uh, <laughs> serve it my time peacefully wasted, if that's cool with everyone. Um, and then he was killed. Uh, a sailor came across Pamuwe in the woods alone. Uh, his reign of terror came to an end. An English officer wrote that aboriginals had set him up. Quote, it was reported that Pamuwe's tribesmen requested that his head be carried to the governor as Pamuwe had, they claimed, been the cause of all that had happened. That is Oh, my very God. Sad. That is sad, yeah. Because they the belief, so. right, the belief yeah. that you're like, we can solve colonialism. <laughs> we yeah. will stop the whites. We just we need to We kill our cool. greatest warrior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's always going to be those people that are like, yeah, well, stop. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. Yeah, but, but as we've learned, it's the, I mean, yeah, that, it the war does, is yeah, perpetual. Yeah. Um, so his head was cut off and put into a jar of vinegar. That's the British for you. <laughs> Makes this is good vinegar. Ooh, um, and it was sent to Sir Joseph Banks in London. Uh, a friend of the governor wrote of Pamilway, quote, although a terrible pest to the colony, he was a brave and independent character. The lieutenant governor wrote that after Pamilway, relations with locals improved. Quote, by slow degrees, we began eventually to be pleased with and to understand each other. Uh, uh, That's kind of... Well... Isn't that how you're supposed to start? Well, that... But that also is not... Uh, having read the history, I feel like that's not how that went down. No. Um, the head of Pamuwe was reported in 1803 to be in the museum of a Mr. Hunter, a London anthropologist. In the 19th century, Pamuwe's head was believed to be in the museum at the Royal College of Surgeons in London. Now, Aboriginal people, for some strange reason, were upset that a great hero's head would be kept in England. Hmm. Oh, God. And uh, in 1990, it was reported... 1990. It was reported the Dublin Royal College of Surgeons refused to return Pamuwe's head and other Aboriginal remains to Australia. What? Many British scientists still believe it was legitimate to keep the remains. Not in 1990. What the fuck? The return of Pamuwe's skull became a passionate issue for many indigenous Australians, and the calls uh, to bring his skull back to Australian soil increased. During a 2010 trip to Sydney, Prince William spoke oh to God. Aboriginal elders and expressed his desire to help in the search and effort to return it. So they don't know where his head is. Pamuwe's head is widely suspected to be at the British Museum of Natural History. Quote, museums like that have millions and millions of specimens. It may not have been labeled as a skull of an indigenous man from Australia. It's entirely possible it's just sitting in a drawer or shelf somewhere. What? Jesus. Must be a big museum to lose. 
to lose but a human <laughs> skull, just around, you know. Pamil always had uh, Pamil always fight against the British lasted for twelve years. Holy That's incredible! Shit. What a character! Yeah. That would make a great movie. That really would. That would make a I feel fucking like kick-ass movie. Someone, I think someone did make a movie, uh, but I doubt it's that good. But it, but um, yeah, it would actually make a fantastic movie. Mm. It's a really interesting story. But there's also a lot of uh, there's a dearth of records because you know they didn't they weren't like hey he killed he killed Frank today it was pretty cool so he came at us with a yeah for sure right. you know what I mean so, there's no narrative yeah, yeah there's not a lot of like the narr- the big thing was when he fought Black Caesar like that was like a huge story but then but then other stuff is just kind of one line mm. you know God. <laughs> we're so fucked no no it's, it's good no it's still the it's still the oh, fuck never mind it's just amazing that they that they they cared so little that they lost the head. But it's also the idea that, and it still is the same thing, where it's like your, I, the concept of, you know, basically still like foreign policy is that the way to fix the world is to go into a culture and just t- tell them through force that your way is right. And we've been learning that lesson oh, yeah. that it's not going well. No, no, it worked, in, it worked in Iraq. And we still. We still do it, and we're like, another liberated nation. And yeah, that's yeah. still the lesson that we will never fucking learn. And you, what you always forget is like how you can, trace, you can trace things back to these moments, these key moments where things could, if, they were tried, if you tried to like meet in the middle and be peaceful, but instead, we are always just like our way, and it hasn't worked yet. Well, you are a buzzkill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's your job. I didn't mean to step on your toes here, David. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Guess should we take off our the pants? slot machines, yeah. or what do you want to do? I don't know how you guys want to play the penny slots for a little while. Um, by the way, the uh, the owners of this establishment uh, have not been treating their workers well, and um, they um, they basically uh, uh, spent a lot of money doing an ad campaign around Australia for different shit, and then decided the best way to 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 handle that would be to you know try to fuck with the workers and pay them less and and uh, screw them over. Um, the the last I I've been going back and forth with the union um, discussing it and basically the the last thing was just fuck it, take our offer or fuck off. So that's kind of where the workers are here at this casino, which is pretty pretty fucked up. Um, just so you know. <clears throat> you know right now the head of it is in back with a kerchief like, Anthony! <laughs> Show you! <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's enough to do a, a dollop about this casino at some point. I, my guess is we will not be doing it here in Hobart. Imagine if we came back for that one. <laughs> We're happy to have you guys back. Thanks a bunch. You're excited. Love the last one. The end uh, teetered a little bit for us, but we're excited to hear this. <laughs> 1989. Well, that's late for a year. <laughs> oh, rest point. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming out. We really appreciate it. Give it up for Damien. Thank you. We, uh... We end our shows a little differently than we have in the past. So. Yeah, so, um... You guys know I'm a big, um, most of you know I'm a big environmental guy, uh, so I got my degree in and all that stuff. And the stuff I learned in 1995 is now uh, happening. So the IPCC, uh, IPCC put out a report. They put out a report every five years, and they put out one uh, a week and a half ago that basically said we have 10 years to change the planet and to change what we're doing. Or it's like food scarcity and wars and just, fucking hell on earth. Um, tons of animals dying, half of them. The Great Barrier Reef will probably not survive this summer. Um, so we got to change some shit. And uh, the way we're doing it's not working. Obviously, our politicians don't give a shit about what we think in, in your country and mine. And, uh, and at this point, not believing in climate change is like not believing in air. It's just it's pretty stupid. So the fighting over uh, climate change and having this stupid fight is pointless. Scientists have given us all the information we need. And so we, we're going to start a group. We have started a group. It's called Planet Change 10. 10 being, that's how much time we have to change things. Planet is in plan. Planet. Yeah. No, seriously. It is planet. Um, so... So... So what, what we would like to do is when, when people hear the truth about what's actually happening to the planet, when a report like this comes out, they get terrified, especially parents. Um, and kids are very scared. I know kids that are going to sleep crying. Um, and, and for me personally, a couple weeks ago, my son was like, oh, when I'm older, I want to have two children and live in a house. And my first thought was, you're not going to want to have children. You're not going to have children because the world's going to be fucked up. So I don't want to have those thoughts. Um, so the idea is to get people who are paralyzed by this fear, because most people just don't know what to do or they don't, can't think of anything to do because the politics is so fucked up. Get people together in this group, have people talk about their fears. I mean, it's almost like a, like a sort of a group therapy session. You're just expressing how terrified you are. And, and kids can do the same in this group. And the idea is to have artists listen to these things and then come up with art that we can just spread everywhere that, you know, you can use online videos, you can use um, street art, whatever it is. And we just take everyone's fears and we plaster it everywhere because that is not part of the equation right now. And it needs to be. And, it's, and it will help those people who are scared. Um. Yeah. In uh, in what was it like the last year? Cape Town was going to be the first place that had zero water, mm -hmm. and was going to hit that level. And what ended up happening was they hit like zero water or close to it, and everybody fucking freaked out. And they haven't hit it because they were able to actually find ways to conserve. And, and they got a little bit of luck from, like, rain and shit. But for, they were at the brink and were able to change things. And so the idea is that we don't want to be 10 years from now having to... 
be like, oh, we're fucked, let's change things. Like, we're already fucked. I mean, we're talking about, like, a U-turn. And so things need to dramatically change. And we live in a world where, you know, it's very easy to ignore shit on a day-to-day basis. But this is a huge fucking problem. And our country is a great example of watching an elite few hundred thousand people, whatever it is, if you include lobbyists, who are in charge. And in our country, and in most countries, we fear our government. And really, it's time for the government to fear us, and it's time for them to worry about us. And so this is a way to motivate something like that. So what we really ask is that take out your phone now, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, whatever the fuck it is, just join Plan New Word It Change 10, and um, we're going to try to at least cause uh, some shit Something. and try to make people... F- and like Dave's saying, I mean, the idea that you will nurture a child's dream that isn't real is fucking crazy. And so it's for the youth. And like you were saying with Scott Morrison. Like if yeah, you, I, I mean, mean what, if, what if you had 100 kids... Put, write their fears down on a piece of paper and then go down to Scott Morrison's office and they each read it, read it off that piece of paper. What's, what's he going to say to that? Fuck you, children. And if he does... Let's put that kind of pressure on them. Yeah, more, and if, that is, if his reaction is that, then you step it up even more. Yeah, and I mean, he might has, do that. So. Yeah, and I mean, in our country, that is it. They ignore us. They know that in six days there will be a new thing. But we have, at, in America right now, bombs are getting sent to people. And we have a president who will not acknowledge that that's his fucking fault. So reality doesn't matter to these people anymore. It has to. It matters to us. matters to everybody. So join the group and let's at least try to fucking teach these fuckers some shit. <laughs> Which is the tag of the group. Let's teach these fuckers some shit. Guys, thank you so much for coming Thanks out. We very appreciate much. it, really. Thank you. Thank you. Join the group. Hope you get up again, sir. We appreciate it. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in 
uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.